This might be the most professional I've ever been in my life. <laughs> well, maybe a more professional thing would have been to record the podcast before the storm hit. Yeah, I think that. I think that maybe. You see this coming that I'm. Well, I blame the school. Normally, Mikey's on the bus and we come in and record, and it's all. It's all tickety boo. Tickety boo. But uh, it is now seven o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. on the day Storm Debbie arrived in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And we are recording our episode for you because this is a banger and because this. It's the deal, isn't it? That you get your podcast from us every Monday morning during term time at 9am. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for subscribing, rating and commenting. Loads of you have gone over yeah, and done that. Thank you so really, much. Really, really, really appreciate it. Um, I um, got that croaky early morning voice. Sexy though. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, but really, I've been the last little while trying to figure out... Uh, exactly how tired I am (laughs) sometimes you don't want to know it's like don't look at your bank balance because you've always got less than you think yeah but you're actually being told exactly how tired you are now with your new gadget putting on a little heart strap and getting a HRV reading because I don't think I'm very good at listening to my podcast. no or your wife (laughs) or my wife yeah actually you know what I'm really good at listening to my wife and you guys tell me if uh, this is happening in your house that uh, Tina will give me advice mm-hmm. for ages on one thing and say it quite a few times like hmm interesting then someone else will say it and then I'll be like that is so true and I never mind when that happens you don't I never have flames come out of the top of my head no no no. you don't shoot lava out your ears or my arse or, or, <laughs> or go this is what you always do yeah but, you know, the advice contained in these episodes has been helping people up and down the country, all across the world. And uh, we're really grateful to get the yeah. feedback to hear that it has worked. Yeah, no, that's amazing. We love that. And I'm so, so, uh, oh, so relieved. Storm Debbie made me think of one thing, one thing only. We definitely went through a period in England where there was one mom at mm. the school. Yeah. I won't say what she's called. Uh, <laughs> who made our life a misery for yeah. a bit. Uh, that uh, Actually, I when I look back on it, I never blame her. I think the school handled it really poorly. Mm. So I didn't think it was a worst topic to talk mm. about to start things off. Yeah. If you're going through your own little storm at school where yeah. there's, you know, there can be <coughs> conflict between parents on certain silly things, yeah. such as your kid said this, my kid isn't like that. How dare you say that about my kid? Yeah. And that was what was so unfortunate was here because a little incident had happened at the school between two kids, one of them being ours. And it was just, you know, a bit of silliness, young kids. Mm. I mean, they were only what, eight at the time. Yeah. But I wasn't upset with the other kid at all. I was actually upset with my own kid because he allowed what happened to happen to him rather. Yeah, it was basic. Like, it was very basic kind of tomfoolery. Yeah. But rather, poking each other's yeah, stuff. You rather know? than tell that child to stop mm. or say to the teacher, can you help me? His he main concern it. was that child getting in trouble. Yeah. So yeah. he was willing to get hurt yeah. rather than cause a fuss. And that really worried oh, me because I was like... There's people pleasing and then yeah. there's like... And then there's a uh, pushover. Yeah, then I'll put myself in danger for the sake of others. Yeah. So um, I gently said to the teacher, look, my uh, his confidence isn't great. Uh, and sometimes he just needs a different voice to say, if something like this has happened, it is absolutely okay to say, stop, I don't like that. You know, I do that. And in fact, it's not just okay, it's essential. Yeah, of course, you know, and uh, I think perhaps because it was a girl as well, it was a little bit, you know, Mikey Mm. didn't want to be that guy. Pushed around by a girl. 
No, but also he didn't want to be mean to the girl. Oh, that right. was his main thing. He just didn't want to upset the girl. Oh, God. But that is literally, that is it. That is all I that said. I said, can you work on his confidence? And she went and to the other mom. To the mom of the other kid. Yeah, and told the other mom what had happened. Even though I, I, I Specifically said, asked them not to do it. I said, I am not upset with that child. Because I worked in the school too. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not upset with that child at all. Please don't make this a thing. I'm actually upset that my own child doesn't know how to stand up for himself. And I think we need to get this, in, you know, we mm. need to help him. Now, unfortunately, that mom had Didn't take it well. She had a lot of issues. A lot of issues. I don't she know definitely, if we can say that, hon. Well, she did have a lot of issues, hon. Can we? Why can't we say she had issues? The poor woman had so many issues. I'm saying it. Okay. And uh, so she didn't quite sometimes know what was real and what wasn't real. I'm sorry, but that was what we that were faced with. That was what happened, with. yeah. And she heard whatever she was told and she multiplied it by a million. Mm. And within the next day, I'm being told my life's in danger. Yeah, this is what happened. Yeah, this is what happened. I had to have, like, people, security at the school gates. I was so angry at the school. I was never angry at the mom because I thought, you know what? It was so silly of you to go to that mom because mm. she was never going to be able but to also, understand. also, how was it said to her to result exactly. in this reaction? Well, who knows? But what uh, what Mikey couldn't do is not something I can't do. And that was the only thing that happened in my favor. When she came at me, I was able to be like, enough. You do not know what you're talking about. I never complained about your child. Leave me alone now. And it went she, on and on, though. It went on and on. But she wasn't, she was never expecting, she, I think she thought I was going to be like crying and stuff. She wasn't yeah. expecting me to stand tall and be like, back the back fuck off. off. Yeah. So, um, but I was never angry at her. I was angry at school. But sure, anyway, like fast forward four years later and the woman didn't even remember what had happened. She didn't actually remember it. She she knew that she was mad at you because this went on for months and months Mm. where I would have to make sure that Tina couldn't be at the school on the company. And this is the terrible thing because I'm Irish. Every time I saw her, I said hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you should have been blanking her. Because I said hello to everyone. And every time Who I tried? saw her, I'd be like, hello. And she'd be like, what the fuck? I guess it would drive me. her crazy. <laughs> and like, I'd be like, don't slapping. Don't say it like me. I'd be slapping my head going, what the fuck did I say hello again? Oh, well, look, what's your advice then for... <coughs> Excuse me. What's your advice then for a mom or dad who's having one of these rackery raw, this rule you believe? Well, what's my advice? My regrets were, I do not regret asking the teacher to help my child. That never yeah, happened, by the way. They didn't follow through on that. be afraid to get the school involved no. when something's happening. But what I would say is, you got to be really clear. Like, I thought I was clear, but I wasn't clear enough on, I do not want that other child given out to I don't think that child, I know it was just silliness and I don't want to make a big deal of this because I knew if it became a big deal, Mikey would be embarrassed. Mm -hmm. He would be the one who suffered more. And he may not recover from it. Like, um, unfortunately, it did go on for years. Yeah. But then I was due to have another one of her children come into my classroom and I was very anxious and I thought, well, I just have to be as respectful to her as I would be to any other parent in my class. And it was like it never had happened. Wow. And I really feel like for that whole year, it was like it had never happened at all. I had been four years of my life where I was like, oh, God, here we go. Because people change schools in these situations. 
Yeah. Like some people will just go get it. We can't we can't yeah. figure this out. This person's dangerous. I'm not going to risk this. Well, she was dangerous, unfortunately, but luckily nothing like that ever happened because I think dealing with it as well as I did the first time she came at me in the playground, she was she wasn't able to just walk all over me. Mm. So she she did in her own way back off, you know, you know, what the other thing that this reminded me of was how that teacher that went to her when she was told don't that teacher like crazy stuff crazy stuff you're literally told like she could have lost her job for that yeah she could have if this was ha- like I yeah. think you because the complication was you working in the school yeah but if you weren't working in the school I think you would have to go in get a meeting with oh, the I principal would have and say but it was too hard I'm sorry I directed your teacher, teacher was not too to do good the- friends with the principal it was just all the internal politics you know uh, it also reminded me of how how certain parents mm-hmm. uh, when you ask your parents, like when mm. I ask my parents, don't say this oh, to yeah. the person. It's almost like a magnet. They've mm. got to say it. Yeah, you're so right. Like, and, and you're like, OK, so this is in the strictest of confidence, mom. <laughs> it's like it doesn't go in. Yeah. And that's probably all that happened with and this you know, teacher. It's different styles of teaching, too, because I would never have done what she did. No. So in my brain, I just assumed she operated yeah. like me. Yeah, you're. But you, you're she was version. more old school than me. Because yeah. I was like, respect the child. That's yeah. all. I know what needs to happen here. <clears throat> I'm all about respect Leave the child. Leave it with respect me. Respect the child. Respect. And uh, she was more for the drama. I don't know about you, Tina, but I'm having difficulty getting my brain to work here. But it, it is going <laughs> to happen. I just had a Milky Way. That's how. <laughs> a Milky birth. Way. Okay, let's get to it. Okay, so just so you guys know, before we start reading the questions today, uh, I haven't seen them. So Tina gets these emails to honeyyourruiningourkid at gmail.com. And you can email the show. The link is in the bio. Uh, I would say <laughs> I haven't read these. So these are all fresh off the dome for me. Uh, so if I fumble the odd word here, don't worry about it. But this is this is as new to me as it is you. Good morning. I'm sorry for the long post here, but I really need some advice, this parent says. So my husband and myself are going through a divorce and we got on well and we have always had an understanding of our four children's well-being to an extent. And they all came to live with me when we split. But he has them two nights the week and one full day at the weekend. And he is moving into his partner of 18 months house in a completely new town, half an hour away, somewhere my kids have never been. Last week, he asked if my 12-year-old daughter, 13 next week, could go onto the train to the town, to which I said, absolutely not. I don't feel comfortable with her doing that. My children are not streetwise. (laughs) So many, so many people relating to that. And as much as I let them do certain things, my daughter is allowed to go out with her friends in some parts of the village that she has lived in all her life, which she only started doing when she was 11 or 12. But anyway, we compromised that we will take it in stages of her going on, maybe in a, going on a train in a few months when I get my head around the idea. Mm-hmm. Very fair. Fair enough. Fair enough yeah. My daughter told me a few days later that they had let her go to the supermarket up the road on her own, as in her partner had. Mm. But then I find out this morning he let my nine year old son, who is autistic, it's another story as he won't accept there is anything there with him, uh, go to the park on his own. I honestly felt sick. 
to think he let them go to these places on their own on the first day of them being there. Am I overreacting? Very oh, tough emails. Wow. You know, how do you deal with these emails? That's that's incredibly cool of this person to open up yeah. in this way. Well, like my heart goes out to her like so much because her husband, her ex-husband, who they've been co-parenting with, well, what seems like for a long time, he's the one who decided to move to another town. Like, so he's the one who should have taken more time to think about the logistics of that. She probably assumed he had. But now she's been faced with the fact that he's not actually willing to come collect the kids. He wants them to get there by train, you know. And when they're with him, he's not actually entertaining his kids. He's I letting them go off on their own. I never want to divorce you because I feel like <laughs> these are the conversations you. that I'd be having. <laughs> you're the one that decided to get a divorce. I do feel sorry so for her. you're going to have to live with the consequences. But can that, that's, that's not that helpful. I get that. And I'm telling you, what I'm going to say is that Unfortunately, it sounds like she, her husband's not reachable. Like mm. She's not going to be able to convince him that he's doing agree. things wrong. He's seeing himself as a parent, parent which he is. Yeah. And when his kids are in his care, he's my, making my his house, own parenting yeah. decisions. So she's going to have to go to her own kids. Mm. And she's going to have to open up to them about the worries and anxiety she has when they're with their dad. Because while she loves her dad and she knows he's a great dad... She, he's allowing them to do things that she's not comfortable with yet and that maybe if you don't feel comfortable with it because there's a good chance that nine-year-old was a bit afraid going to the park by himself because he'd know well I'm not allowed to do this that you are brave enough to say to your dad that's not really something I'm allowed to do yet okay let me throw my two cents in here because okay. I think that he's forced her hand that's the way I would view it. Well, she, she asked if she's overreacting, but I definitely don't think she is. But sorry, Derek, I didn't mean to. He's forced her hand in that eventually these kids will be allowed to go on trains and go to the park by yeah, themselves. Yeah, but they are very small, Derek. Eventually they will. Mm. All he's done is bring that deadline forward. So I feel for this mom. I really do. But I know there's some shit all she can do about it because he is the dad. He's an equal parent to her and he is allowed make his own decisions when the kids are with him. So all she can do is prep them. And uh, What does that look like? Well, I feel like she needs to sit them down and arm them with the knowledge that if their dad says they can do something that they don't feel comfortable with, it is okay to say to your dad, uh, I don't really like going to the park on my own. That's okay to say that. You don't have to be afraid to say things if you're not comfortable with them. There's every chance that 12-year-old is afraid on that train journey. You know, she's not quite there yet. The dad's only thinking about the dad. He's not actually taking in the kid's feelings. And the mom is consumed with anxiety because she is. Mm. She's completely considering them. He's only doing what suits him. Yeah, so like the difficulty is what if they, like the 12-year-old more than likely would look quite like to go on the train. Like this is the difficulty is that when you're 12, you're kind of going, oh, great. Well, oh, oh. certainly when she's 13, she's going to be like, this is great. My dad actually lets me do stuff. Yeah. I just don't don't tell mom about it. Like yeah, that's well, what that's, she's worried about. Well, that's what's not fair about this because I feel like that's what's happened. That's why she's like, and this week I found out that he let, because the, the narrative of don't tell your mom is coming from the other side. She's not saying your dad's a gobshite. The kids are being told, just don't tell your mom that we did that. Yeah, like this is a side of marriage counselling. Yeah, so we can't really advise her on how to cope with her husband. But what we can say is that it's absolutely fine for you to sit your kids down and tell them 
how much you love them and how hard it is sometimes to when you're not here because I'm worried because I love you guys and I have to trust that you're doing the right thing. Yeah, because the worst case scenario is that they just go, look, just don't tell her. Yeah. What's happened to And day. also, I do think it's great that they have been open with her and to keep that line of conversation going. And But like, the, it is okay for that mommy to sit down with her kids and say, I love you guys so much. I know your daddy loves you too. We aren't together anymore and we both have very different styles of parenting. I get that he wants you guys to be more independent and he's giving you more rope. But I'm very worried the whole time that he's doing that. So... Can I just ask you guys that if you're feeling worried and anxious that you just vocalize those worries so your dad can take it on board and maybe if you don't want to do something, let him know. But if you do, just please be really careful. Mm. You know, that's, that's, a tough that's one. literally all she can do, the poor yeah. thing. Unless yeah. there's been, like there's probably loads of listeners who can actually help us on this. Yeah, who, who yeah, know, have who gone through a divorce. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And look, this is the other thing. She's come to us for advice. Well, I feel like she, outside she wanted to know from a parent point of view am I being too much mm. I don't think she's being too much I don't think so but either do, at all I think it's unfair but I think there's not much she can do about it other than talk to her kids in a very nice right. cool, so, collected way so you disagree with my suggestion oh, yeah. that you, you I'm not saying send the, the autistic boy to the park on his own on your time uh, but I'm saying that there's going to be my my side of this was if this is the new reality that your partner is going to be extending liberties to your kids that you don't feel they're ready for you might need to start moving your timeline a little bit while doing what you're saying no i don't think i think this mom knows her kids and i think that uh what she said at the beginning was she was already allowing them to go downtown where they live because they've grown up there. Her worry is they don't know this new place. I think one of the controllables she could do here is that she could actually maybe bring the kids down sometimes and be with them when they go to these places until they're a little bit more comfortable with them. But I think she is allowing her children freedoms. Her concern is they don't know where they're going. They don't know anyone in this new place. Those are pretty rational concerns. Yeah, well, I love to hear how she gets on. Uh, we do get emails back from people all the time about the advice and the place to hear those is over on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad. My 14 year old has had a big surgery coming or has a big surgery coming up in a few weeks. I feel like I'm in complete unknown territory of how best to support him through it and unsure of where to even ask. So here I am. We are a tight unit with no family in town. I plan on staying with him at the hospital 24-7 until he is released. What would you recommend? I have on hand at the hospital for him for comfort and security. It's pretty invasive surgery. Also, so is there anything I can do to help support him having people all over his body, including during the healing process. What? Hmm? Having, it's pretty invasive also. So is there anything I can do to help him having people all over his body? Including during the healing process. I guess she means, you know, loads of different people coming at him when he's a 14-year-old oh. boy who's 
probably. What is this surgery? The poor kid. I don't know. Jesus. I know. You think you got problems with your kids? I People know. are prepping for I surgery. Mean, could you imagine the worry of it? Oh my I god! Just, it's so hard to to even look at them when they bump their head or something. You just feel so awful so for crazy. them. Crazy. Heart goes out to this email. Or best to look if you're in the same situation. But what do you say to that, Tina? Um. Well, I think you. Just be ready to answer whatever he questions he throws at you as honestly as you can. Always with honesty, because they're going to be more fearful if they think you're cloaking, hiding, hiding yeah. truths, cloaking it. Um, I wouldn't encourage him to read up about it, the operation or anything, but I just, you know, anything he asks you, just try and come to it with honesty. But also get in loads of distractors um, download loads of music he likes to listen to. Buy him the video games he's never been allowed to have. Stock up on loads of distractors through the hospital so it's nice. It feels like it's a nice thing that's about to happen. You know, um, buy him nice cozy new pajamas, um, loads of new toiletries and stuff that he gets to put in his hospital bag. Make it special that way in that he's got nice new things, cozy jumpers and stuff to put on, uh, books he'd love to read. Is there a chance that she's doing more worrying than he is i'd imagine she is and i'm and and in that way you know preparing the hospital bag and this stuff could keep her busy in her mind away from this worry too i mean i don't know what i'd be like i'd be a mess if i thought Mm. my little boy was going into the hospital to get something done but i'd encourage her too don't read around it Mm. i think the more you read the more you'll just come up with the worst case scenarios in your head whereas you you're gonna just have to face this so you just have to get yourself to that place where this is happening. We hope it goes well. We just have to face mm. this It together. is interesting. Like she said, there's nowhere to go to ask about this. Like here she is asking us. Again, there should be support at hospitals over this. Like when, sorry to bring up my kidney donation again, <laughs> but when I donated the kidney to my brother, there was loads of support, yeah. loads of support. Like almost to the point where you're like, guys, why are you so worried about this? Yeah. And then snap, gone. There was nothing after. And I really do think that was my feedback to them afterwards was like there needed to be follow up support. But I guess that that's massively expensive. And these people are needed for the new people that are coming in. But uh, you're definitely cut adrift at the end. So to my advice, this mom would be. Afterwards is the time. That's really good advice. Because before I saw he's that. probably like excited to get the thing done and be like, or the his energy is too nervous about it. Yeah, yeah, and like also lads tend to be like, in let's get this done. Like it's like motor maintenance, mm. but afterwards there's there's a come down then because you're not the center of attention, and he might feel a little bit like, uh, I don't know, not used, but certainly like, what now? Well, I think that's excellent advice, and that's not something I thought about. That if she put in, I mean, it takes so long to get your child an appointment for these services, that actually that is the thing she needs to do first. Set up counselling for afterwards, because you bring up the kidney thing, and I was so shocked at how quickly, once you donated, they, they did not want to hear from you again. And you say you don't like using the word used, but... I never felt like you were so used in your life in terms of that. It was like it was like you were just dropped. That's it now. Go home. We don't want to hear about it. You've done your thing. And really, you were very happy to have done your thing. But there was a natural come down that you needed help 
processing. Mm. And that's that's so wise, Jar, because this guy's going to need help with that, too. Well, sometimes when a doctor is uh, all over you and all careful about what it is they're mm. doing with you, and then once it's done, mm. you probably get more follow up care in different in, in, in a medical scenario that they're in, in that they do want him to be well. But in my scenario, it was like, let's just cut out this thing that you don't need and you head on with your life. Yeah, because you don't need two kidneys. No, you don't like you have two. Yeah. In case one goes wrong, but I'm living proof that you can have a better life with mm. one. If anything, I feel that second kidney was holding me back. <laughs> yeah. I'm a much better person without it. So in this case, she might be pushing an open door in terms of asking them about follow-up care and asking them, do they have a counsellor for yeah. kids or people who, after surgery need a little more care. But this is why it's so good to reach out and ask people questions because that's not something I would have thought about because you were drawing on experience of when the last time you had. Mm -hmm. It's true. It is true that it is like you actually need to speak to other parents. Maybe get on a forum, get on the boards, get on Reddit and see are other parents finding these worries that you have come to fruition or are they going you'll be amazed yeah. it's just going to be so happy it's done and the worry that it's not going to be good afterwards is natural but I would hope that yeah. this little dude is going to move on and have a fantastic life yeah, after I, this and I, willing that into existence I think though that it would be good if the mum today did send an email to the doctor or surgeon mm. they're dealing with and just say, what is the plan for yeah. follow-up care? I need to put those, yeah. that into action. And a bit like you and the mom <clears throat> at the start of the show, that door should be open. That mm. door should be pushed. Tina couldn't get in touch with the school because she worked there. Mm. But in another school, they would hate to think that that was happening and you were suffering in silence. The hospital will hate to think that you felt like you would nobody to turn to. So... Uh, do it. Definitely. I want to give a very quick shout out to the Honey You're Our Kid Instagram page <laughs> that is currently blowing up thanks to Tina's reels on there. If you want to get bite-sized chunks of the advice that she has on things like tantrums, on uh, picky eaters, uh, there's so many more on the way. Tina's been recording these I've been editing them yeah. she's pushing herself out there because however much I had to twist her arm to do this podcast and a lot of people don't even recognize that this was part of the story of this show that as great as the advice Tina has to give she did not want to do the podcast <laughs> because she is not a public person no. uh, and here we are absolutely smashing at 50 episodes in thousands and thousands of people that you've helped Tina, congrats to you this week because that step towards doing a piece to camera is big and it's not crack hmm. because you're looking at yourself and you're yeah, the most the critical person. But uh, I've been editing these things down and I will tell you, lads, someday I'm going to release the bloopers. I mean, he has that on me now. The bloopers <laughs> are like the best is. And what you need to do as a parent is trust in yourself. <laughs> She'll miss a word and then, you know, punch yourself in the face. Have a tantrum. <laughs> 
Oh, it's very funny stuff to watch. It'll be uh, it, that'll be coming out in all good record stores on DVD <laughs> this Christmas. Uh, our next question, though, like this is quite a theme this week about, you know, independence, trusting well, your kids. Well, it's a real teenager episode. We have a lot of parents struggling with teenagers getting in touch and we can relate. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. can relate. Well, here we go. Teenager. I have been listening to your podcast every single week for the last year and you've helped me with so many parts of parenting, including picking, picky eating, ignoring bad behavior, separation anxiety and so much more. Thank you so much for the humor as well along the way. It's perfect. The problem, though, today is we are having we are having with our five year old boy has been going on for over a year now. And despite multiple approaches, it's not improving. In fact, it might be getting worse. He won't go into a different room in our house wherever, whenever we, without us. Oh, Mm. wow. It's a separation anxiety. Yeah. Going to the toilet to get something from his room, play in the next room. He just won't do it alone. It's not an issue at creche, of course. He's just started junior infants. So I'm presuming it is to get our attention. Right. Mm. That's her guess. Right. Yeah. Right, there's more to this email. However, I have tried accompanying him to the room he wants to go to, the toilet mainly, as he has wet himself while delaying waiting for me, oh. and saying some, saying nothing, no eye contact, making it as boring as possible. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's one of our <laughs> it's tricks. It's always hard to hear my advice yeah, yeah. because it's tough advice. you got to make this more boring. <laughs> yeah. I have tried going with him and acting normal chatting not making a big deal of it and then also talking about it to him loads to try to sort out what it is so literally sitting him down Mm. and going through it this mom says no approach is working he says he's scared of monsters in our house aren't we all oh but this is terrible but he says i know that's silly because they are not real. Oh, God bless him. So he has no idea they are real. Oh, uh, so I've tried focusing on saying monsters aren't real every time I hear them mentioned. Brilliant. That's exactly. I've tried what you telling did. him our house is so safe. Me and his dad have always got him. We have a video monitor in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. He's very happy in his bed, but won't get out. Come into us. Or downstairs in the morning on his own. There's some parents going, Jesus, I wish I had that problem. <laughs> well, you know, we had that too, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Our kid didn't seem to know he could leave. He his, could leave his yeah. room. And instead he just roars when he's awake Aww. in the morning and, and needs us during the night. If he has a friend or anyone else here, he's totally fine heading off without us and with them. And sometimes if he's bursting to go to the toilet and I'm cooking dinner or just not free for a minute... His three-year-old brother will say, come on, I'll keep you safe and bring him. Isn't that adorable? He also panics if we are out at a party and I move a few metres. So when he comes back, I'm in a slightly different place. He thinks I've gone as he doesn't see me straight away. He's hysterical. I keep telling him mum always comes back. That's your line, Tina. That's good advice. Mommy always comes back. Never panic. If you can't see me straight away, I'll always know. Mm. Always know I'd never leave you without saying goodbye. But it's just not working. And I say this not in the moment he's panicking, but just randomly and lots. So she's reassures me. She's doing the thing I say. Any advice or 
your wonderful words of wisdom would be so appreciated. Sorry for the long email. I've tried to shorten it down, but I think that's everything here that's relevant. Yeah, well, it's super helpful, too. I mean, I don't mind if the, how long the emails are, because the more information I get, the more I'm able to get a picture. But like, these are the hardest emails, yeah. because what she's saying is I have tried everything you yeah, said. She's literally podcast. using your language. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm just like, oh, Tina, can I ask I this question? Is this too much of a question to ask when mm. a kid is like this, just in the broader picture before we sort uh, get into this one specifically? Uh, a lot of people will go, oh, something must have happened here. Yeah, like, well... I know that that's not helping this no. person, but why does a kid do this? Like, what's underneath it? Well, like you say, most of the time, something did happen. And it could be just mom went to the toilet and didn't tell yeah. him one day in the house. Ti- it could be a tiny, tiny incident like that. It's so tiny that you can never really pinpoint, well, Gosh. how did this happen? And in that moment, he got a fright. Okay. And, and he's not over it yet. He's not over it yet. And because he's so young, he's not conscious of what happened. It's this unconscious feeling of unsafety that he had. And he doesn't want to feel that way again. So he's the whole time trying to protect himself from having this really bad fright again and worrying about his mom or his dad or his brother. It could have been anyone. But something happened, something tiny. And it's so hard when you're a parent because you're like, I'm trying my best. Yeah, and you keep going, jeez, I wish that didn't happen. Yeah, but it's even, you can't even pinpoint what Mm. happened because it was so small. Mm. And he can't even tell you. No, he can't. He absolutely can't. So trying to figure that out with him is just not going to happen because he does not know why he's feeling this way. He just knows he's having these feelings. And um, I love the language she's using. I love the techniques she's applying. I love the little three-year-old who's so clever and picked up on it all. I mean, the li- like they're obviously trying so hard that the little guy is like, I got this, mom. I know how we do this, which is so cute. But um, what can she do? Because he has anxiety, definitely. There's a separation anxiety here. She needs to do loads of work on feelings. Loads. Like, she needs to get the Colour Monster book that I'm always banging on about. And she needs to just show him, like, the different... Talk to him about the different feelings we all have and how feelings are okay. And it's not just you feeling this way. We're all, everybody has feelings. He's five years old. That means he's in school. She needs to approach his teacher and ask his teacher to do lots of feelings and sharing circles where he gets to hear other kids have anxieties and fears too and other kids feel happy about stuff and other kids feel sad about stuff we need to normalize these feelings he's having because he he's probably thinking um i i'm the only one who feels this way you know but working on feelings and talking about feelings and getting your child to open up about feelings is so important so important and even just in those moments when he's waiting for her if she said to him uh i'm busy right now you're gonna have to wait how does that make you feel what is the feeling you have inside of you and if he says well that makes me feel sad then she needs to tease that out and say "Uh, and when you feel sad where are you feeling the sadness why are you feeling the sadness just getting him to talk more about the feelings he's having in those moments so he's processing them and they're not coming to him straight away the next time he has to wait what's the um What's the risk here? Like, can like could this mom, like, you know the way our parents are like, 
our mm. parents of the previous generation are like, ah, you need to relax. You need to tell them, ah, just tell them to go in the other room. You know, that kind of view, I sometimes think, oh, God, it's so simplistic, mm. but there is something to it. Um, I don't know when he's so young. I mean, this could go on for a very long time because it's an established yeah. pattern now. And, and that's it, what you're that's the risk. Like, that's yeah. what I was trying to ask there. Yeah, no, it, he, he's been doing this for a year. I right. mean, that's so a you, pretty much part of his routine now. That's how he works. But it's not unsolvable. Right. Of course, there's hope. Yeah, it's yeah. not a fixed behavior. It's just he did I just say it was a fixed behavior, though? I'm sorry if I use that word. It's not a fixed behavior, but it is a pattern he has established. Right. But you know when she says like she's making the dinner and he's he's waiting for her in those moments like i would suggest that she acknowledges that he's waiting for her she gives him a big hug she tells him mommy's doing this now next i can help you but if you need to go before that you should go but if you have time to wait you can wait in a way that's her taking back control of the waiting and you know him his demand because he's demanding her attention, but she's the one controlling when he gets it. You know, right. she's also offered him the choice of you can wait or you can know mommy loves you. And it's absolutely fine for you to go on your own and do that thing with. Uh, there was another thing I was thinking when she was talking there. The toilet thing is a real one where it's like mm-hmm. he can't even go to the loo on his own. But he um, is doing it at school, so he can. Yeah. He is able to go and to the what, toilet on his own. Maybe this is, <laughs> this is, again, me just using your advice and saying it back to you, that uh, when she gets the school involved, yeah, she could talk to them about, well, what does he most like doing in there? When he's most independent, what's he at? <laughs> it's just such a funny thing to ask a teacher who has five-year-olds in her class because she's never going to be able to answer it honestly. What does your child well, like doing in the toilet? if it's Montessori, they'll know exactly which tasks. In the toilet? No, I mean in the classroom oh, when he's getting on with things. Sorry. Yeah. I was just transported back to the classroom and the crazy stuff your kids get up to when they go to the toilet. Oh, my God. Oh, I mean, I, no, I meant every day they when he's the at his most in independent. Yeah. What's he doing? That's a really good and idea. Whatever that is, send him in the other room with that task. I do think maybe he's and not say being that kept. your teacher wants you to do this for me. Well, at the at the core of this, there is a confidence thing. He doesn't like being on his own. He's not confident in himself yet, just in this moment. So this mom has done nothing wrong. But, you know, she said she has said that she's using vocab during the day of, you know, well done you going there and doing that on your own and stuff. But what actually she needs to step that up to is um, saying things like, hey, I saw you being a really great brother today. I love seeing you being such a big boy, big, big brother. You make me so proud. You need to start saying things like, oh, look at you. You're so grown up. You look taller this morning. You're getting so big. This is like a Jedi mind trick, Atinas. It no, has it, to be it said. It does work. And it not, does work. We don't take enough time. Like your teachers at school are doing that. That yeah. is the language they're using because we're, we're trained that way. But as parents, it is really important to big up your kids, mm. big them up, catch them off guard and Go down to their level, look them eye to eye and say, I noticed that you were a bigger boy today. You're trying really hard. I'm proud of you. Those little things make them walk off a little, you know, a little spring in their spring step. In their step. Yeah. And uh, but like, I hope that helps this mom. Like really all the advice I can give her because it sounds like she's so completely on it is involve the school in terms of asking them for advice on 
ways to get him more talkative about his feelings, asking them to do circles at school about feelings so that he sees he's not the only one who's afraid of things, but really working on the feelings at home. There's so many resources out there. I mean, The Colour Monster is a brilliant book. It comes with an activity that you can do that is a really great activity. Also, in those moments when he's demanding your time, giving them the hug, telling him you love him, asking him, how does waiting make you feel? You know, getting him to really think about it in his mind like five-year-olds are really clever mm. like there's going to be a moment where he goes yeah why am i feeling this way <laughs> yeah. um, rant, you know uh, yeah that's where you need to get the, so many of these yeah. kids in this behavior to go what the hell am i doing <laughs> no, and it's true because yeah. they'll be just like hang on a second, yeah. what am i doing and then that shift happens and there's yeah. no going back and it is just believing that these kids are super clever you know they will have these you know we all have moments in our day where we're like oh yeah they will have those too what do you do about the kid that isn't super clever that's a 13 year old (laughs) that's for the patreon section of this show where they're just it just seems to be irrational right (laughs) we've got an awful lot of great stuff over there on patreon in the extended episode Uh, if you want to support our show we don't ask you to do much this is all free uh come over to patreon if you'd like to support what we do and in return you'll get access to hundreds and hundreds of episodes great hours of listening on all manner of subjects and there's a whole collection of honey you ruin your kid episodes on everything if you've missed an episode anywhere even from the original pilot season you can go back and hear it there on patreon.com forward slash irishman abroad tina thanks so much for this episode i love you early early start early start we did it we did it